Welcome to Rockwell ISD's podcast, Keeping It Real with Dr. V. Rial, Dr. V, Dr. Villarreal. I'm your host, Dr. V, and today we're talking with three students who are our National Merit Semifinalists. Join us now as we discuss important topics related to education and our most important customers, our students. So let's talk about excellence now. Our vision is our Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rockwell ISD Podcast, Keeping It Real with Dr. Virial. You uh, can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Rockwell ISD. And you can find us on our website at rockwellisd.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Dr. V. And today we're talking about Rockwell ISD's 2019 National Merit Semifinalists here with me. I have Kathleen. Hi, it's great to be here. I have Harrison. Hey, everybody. And I have Carissa. Hey, y'all. Guys, we're so glad to have you with us uh, today on our second podcast that we've done here in Rockwell ISD. Um, we'll go ahead and get started with some questions. You know, I just uh, it's so great to be around people that are just smart, you know, and um, kind of intimidating a little bit, maybe. So, but this will be fun on the podcast. Um, what do you, uh, you know, I always think about learning and, and what you guys have done to be at this point. I mean, being a National Merit Semifinalist, you guys are part of 1% of all PSAT test takers in the competition your junior year. So can you guys or, you know, Harrison, you, you guys talk about your path to success and, and what do you think? How, do, how does this happen? Oh, well, for me, the number one biggest contributor to probably how I got National Merit was that Superintendent Scholars Program. And that just really, really showed me what it took to be a national merit. And that program really, really boosted me, I think. Can you, can you share a little bit about, I mean, I, were all the yellow part of that program as well? I didn't participate okay. in it um, due to conflict. Okay. I, I was. I went pretty much every week. Sometimes I was kind of late because of cross country and stuff. But to- totally get I went that. almost every week. Yeah. So, what are some what are some you know top three things that you um, you found important in that uh, participating in the scholars program? Oh well, just how to take the test. I mean, it's very easy to uh, learn how to take the test when you when you really sit down and look at it. How to approach a problem. How to even work. How to get the answer from the answers and really uh, take advantage of the system that it gives you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly just taking a lot of practice tests. I have a drawer of practice tests and a stack probably six inches high of just practice tests and, and taking practice tests over and over just okay. to learn, to get a feel for how the questions are worded and the types of answers they look for. And for the most part, you, you identify your gaps and then mm-hmm. you yeah. uh, go back and study um, some of those topics and uh, strategies for improvement in those areas. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, now you guys, are, are you all Rockwell ISD students? Have you been here since kindergarten, first grade? Can you talk a little bit about your history here in Rockwell ISD? Uh, well, I've been here since kindergarten, Springer Elementary. Springer, and then you went to Kane, Kane I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. All right. Me as well. Um, we moved from California here, and I started my kindergarten off at Springer Elementary. Um, we went to Kane and then came to Heath. Two National Merit semifinalists from Springer so far. Ooh, go. Yeah. go Stallions. Yeah, go Stallions, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Well, I'm a Fallen Panther since okay. uh, first grade, and then I've been in Rockwell ISD every single year except for 
um, third grade and ninth grade, I lived in Germany. So okay. that's kind of a All right. difference there. Yeah. So talk about some things that you love about school. What, what drives you? What's important to you? Uh, well, for me, I love, love being on the ACTIC team. And it's a, it's a real motivator for me. I like to do well in it. So assuming, you know, somebody's driving in a car or, or listen, and this is podcast, can you talk a little bit about what ACTEC is? So oh, yeah, know sure. What that is? Well, ACTEC is basically uh, a competition where you have to take tests on seven subjects and then give a speech, an interview, and write an essay. And basically the entire year is dedicated to studying one subject. And all of these tests are over that one subject. So you really, really have to put in a lot of work and learn how to effectively take these tests. And another thing is, I think ACTEC actually kind of contributed to how well I did on the PSAT, because it really teaches you how to take tests. It, it, te- it teaches you how to prepare for tests, really, how to study effectively. Okay. All right. Appreciate that. What about you guys? What's important? Well, um, I'm involved in, in a lot of extracurriculars, like Harrison. Um, I'm on the leadership uh, team of Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Heath, and I'm also on the cross-country team, and I just started a marathon team at Heath, and so that's a really big motivator for me because I, I love to have some, some kind of, you know, stress relief type of things, you know, before and after school. And so, Carissa, um, help me, but I, I believe you guys qualified for – um, cross country post uh, post season competition, right? Yes, yes, we did. I think Heath. I think it was Heath Varsity um, girls' first time qualifying for any type of post district competition. Yes. So we had the whole girls varsity team advance, and then we also had one um, guy runner move on to regionals. So that was really big for us because we're still trying to build our cross country pro- program. Awesome, awesome, Kathleen. Um, I think the best part of school for me is actually the classroom portion. A lot of kids I know um, are really into extracurriculars, and I am too. I'm in choir and theater, and I love them. But um, for me, it's great to be able to come and take the AP classes. And, you know, we got to start taking pre-AP classes in, like, the seventh grade, and it helps to make the experience interesting, and it helps to make... Um, having the teachers who have engaged engaging lessons like we'll do like interactive things in history where we'll like um, act out situations and things and it makes learning interesting and it makes subjects that you do care about like I really love history it makes it great to come get to learn about those things in a cool way awesome so you mentioned engaging activities you know think about your you know one of the teachers that sticks out in your mind the most what are some great things that that they do that Oh, makes them such a great teacher. Uh, well, for me, Miss Blaine, my ACTEC coach, really, really likes to uh, motivate us in different ways. And she also teaches, she doesn't actually teach us the material. The way ACTEC works is you get a binder full of all this material and it's up to you to do it. Except there is one thing she can help us with, and that's the math, which she's suited to because she's a math teacher. So I really like that she has the dedication to get up to school at 8 o'clock every single day and come teach us the math from 8 to 8.30. And I really, really appreciate that. Okay. 
Mm, yeah, I have so many great teachers. It's really hard to pick just one, but I think that's definitely a common theme is teachers who come in really, really early for us or stay really late for us. And, you know, coaches too and f- fine arts teachers too. But I know I know my physics teachers always at school really early and it's it's really great to have teachers who will make that effort, that extra effort to be there for you. Yeah, we do have some amazing teachers. You know, um, when you think about your educational experience, all three of you have mentioned, whether it be Springer or Pullen, but a K-12 through experience in Rockwell ISD, um, what advice would you give our young people coming through middle school and going into high school next year as eighth graders going into ninth grade? What advice would you give them to help them be academically successful? I'd say be active. Be active in what you're passionate about and mm-hmm. expand on it because, I mean, it just if it gives you that drive, then you might as well harness it, whether that be, I don't know, robotics or uh, something athletic maybe. But whatever it is, just put that passion into it and it'll really grow you. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd say be engaged because I think a lot of kids – they get into the mindset of, oh, man, it's cool. I don't want to go. It's Monday. And when you have so many amazing programs around you, when you have – there's so much that you can get out of school if you put yourself into it. Like, if you are giving effort, then you're going to get a super great experience instead of just a I don't want to come to school kind of mindset. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely encourage kids to take some risks. Um, try out a hard class. Uh, try a new extracurricular. Um, go abroad for a year in high school, maybe. Or, you know, try a sport you're not totally comfortable with doing at first. But um, definitely take some risks, because I know a lot of risks I've taken academically have really paid off for me. Yes, try, like, a pre-AP or AP class, and don't don't get yourself into the mindset of like, oh, there's no way I can do it. I'm not smart enough for that. Because whenever they first started introducing pre-AP classes, I remember thinking, no, I don't really want to take them. Like, that might be a bad option for me. I would rather just stay where I know I can get good grades. But ultimately, I feel like going on the pre-AP pathway helped me a lot because you learn to look at problems differently. Appreciate those comments. Now, you guys are thinking about college, right? And, um, um, can you talk a little bit about your plans for the future? Sure. Well, uh, right now I'm primarily interested in A&M and UT. Those are my two big ones because they both have really good uh, aerospace programs, aerospace engineering. That's what I want to go into. Awesome. Oh, nice. Um, like Harrison, I got accepted into A&M engineering, so I'm looking at that. Um, I also got a full ride offer from UT Dallas, so awesome. that, that's another possibility. And then yesterday I got into Baylor, so those were kind of my early, um, early action or early decision schools, kind of. And now I'm probably going to apply to a few more before the December deadline. So, so engineering's an area you're interested in, or yeah, I'm. I'm right now. I'm applying. I well, I applied to A and M engineering because that's generally their most competitive um, school to get into. And also, I'm I'm pretty interested in engineering, but I'm I'm also interested in other STEM fields like maybe going into medicine or patent law or mm-hmm. something like that. So, yeah, impressive. 
Well, I'm definitely not a STEM person, and I feel like that... That's okay. It's a little hard for me. Um, it's because right now I'm trying to find what I want to do and also balance it with I love to be around people, and I, I know I want to help people, but I'm not really interested in the medical field. So um, I'm trying to find that right now. Right now I'm considering... Um, doing a kind of either speech or occupational therapy um, or going into music therapy or possibly being a dietitian. Well, you guys have a bright future, you know, wherever you end up. And I don't know that, that, that you can know exactly what you want to do statistically until you're around 26 years old is what they tell yeah. us. <laughs> um, but i um, so excited for you guys and your future. Um, so I know you've been here through kindergarten. You've been in Rockwell ISD. We've talked a little bit about your influential teachers. Are you ready for some rapid fire oh, questions? Sure. Absolutely. These yeah, questions you guys are—I know you guys can't be prepared for. But let's see. Let's see if we can stomp our our national merit semifinalist right oh, here. Right. No, it's the test. So, so here here's a tough question for you. If uh, you had a superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, absolutely the t- the ability to travel through time. Because, I mean, no other superpower can really have you covered in every situation, right? I mean, even Superman has his kryptonite. But if you could have the ability to travel through time, there's nothing that they could throw at you that could uh, prevent you from winning the situation. What if you, like, mess up the fabric of the universe? (laughs) Yeah. Well, what is is time, right? Alter the course of history. Ooh, yeah, I would probably I would I wouldn't say travel through time. I would say I would I would want to be able to stop all the time except for my time. So like I could keep working on whatever I'm working on. While everybody else is frozen. That way, if I like get to class one day and I realize oh I, I forgot to do my homework, I can just freeze time and then do my homework and then unfreeze time and then turn my homework in and have it not be late. That's great. So that's what I would do. That's great. Um, I guess. Um, healing power. Ooh, that's a good one. I could not have predicted those answers. So, <laughs> so, um, great job. So last book that you guys have read. Well, actually, I'm reading The Shining right now in English, and that's a good one. I've also been reading uh, the Dan Brown series of books, you know, Robert Langston, uh, all of those. Those are very, very good books. Okay. Well, this morning I read the Bible, but um, the most recent like novel, I guess, uh, I read Frankenstein for my English class, and then also we just finished Macbeth in English, and that was pretty pretty interesting. Um, yeah, The Shining was the last book from my English class, and then the last novel I finished like for my own pleasure was. Um, I reread Breakfast of Champions. Okay. Mm. All right. So social media is a pretty big deal with with uh, our students, right? I've, I've got a couple of kids, and I see them on social media a lot. Now we've got a, a download and an upgrade on the iPhone where you can see how much time you actually spend on online. But um, what do you prefer, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat? Mm. For me, it, it would have to be Snapchat. Mostly because I like to keep my circle of friends pretty close, and I feel like Snapchat's the most effective one to 
kind of do that. Okay. Mm. I like Snapchat, but I'm a photographer, so I also really kind of like Instagram. Instagram, okay. Yeah. Instagram. All right. Well, I, uh, mine's Twitter, um, mm. um, but I don't. I, I don't know that I have the capacity to do more than Twitter <laughs> at the time that we have. You guys have been great, and we are so proud of you, and uh, we wish you all the best. Um, and it's so great to hear about the teaching experiences that you guys have. We're very proud of our staff, and I know they're proud of you as well. That's it for this episode of Rockwell ISD's podcast, Keeping It Real with Dr. V. Real. I'm your host, Dr. V, and I want to thank our guests, Harrison, Carissa, and Kathleen, for being here today. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Rockwell ISD, and you can find us on our website at rockwellisd.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. 